What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Monday Show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Slow Chemical. Welcome to another week, you know, just a few weeks away from the holidays and um, really looking forward to Hawkeye. Really looking forward to Hawkeye. But as you guys know, this is the wrestling show. Today, we're talking mainly about AEW and the full gear review. There's one note on WWE I want to talk about. I want to talk about that first. As you guys know, as has been kind of the history of this show. When a, when AEW, because they only have four pay-per-views a year, when they we, we usually only talk about that. <clears throat> but I thought this other story was kind of relevant, not relevant, not to AEW, but it was a, it was fitting because there's something I don't think I ever mentioned on the show, but something I was thinking. So Xavier Woods, your king of the ring. Who just had a tremendous match with Roman Reigns, who actually ended Roman Reigns' 698-day streak of not taking a loss at all. Um, he lost uh, Reigns lost by disqualification. I I've never subscribed to the Up Up Down Down channel. Um, I remember when a few months ago, when or a year ago, a few months ago, whenever the whole thing with WWE forcing towns to get off of Twitch uh, to or to sign over their streaming services uh, to WWE, I remember everyone was always confused because they were like, um, what about the Up, Up, Down, Down channel? And it got to the point where Xavier Woods himself had to make a statement. And he said that WWE owned it and that they let, allowed him to run it. Now, what I obviously think happened which obviously happened, excuse me, was he started the channel and in order to, and, and at some point in time, WWE said, if you're going to bring our talent on, you have to, you know, pay us a certain amount, blah, blah, blah. So he said, okay, so he made the agreement with them to sign the channel over to them. So they do own it probably. So he did do that. Now, there's reports all week long how... The reason why there's not much content going on, and once again, I'm not a subscriber, but I have talked to other people who are that, that confirm this, that there has not been much content up on the channel. And so that's not surprising at all that this was going to happen. I, I say that because Woods wants more pay from it because he, even though he signed over, uh, signed it over to WWE, I believe he uses his real name. I believe he uses Austin Creed. Um, and he's put the blood, sweat, and tears. He's been the one invited to all these things. And you could say, yeah, he's invited because he's a WWE superstar. I don't think so. All the Dragon Con stuff, the video game hosting stuff, those are things that he wanted to do himself. And he got, he, I'm pretty sure the WWE didn't need to book any of that for him. Um, I believe he would have gotten booked with those things no matter what. It's kind of like when I had someone, I had a meeting, tw uh, beginning of 2020, um, with a record label. And... Part of the part of the contract, what they wanted in the contract was uh, 60, 70 percent no, of the music, thirty percent of my comics. Now, I asked the question. I said, "Do you know anything about the comic industry? Like, are you going to get me booked at San Diego Comic Con and et cetera, et cetera?" They said, "Well, we're going to learn that part of it." And I said, "Well, you shouldn't be getting thirty percent 
if I'm still booking my own shots. That's not how this works. And if anyone knows anything about comic books or writing in general, if you put something pen to paper, write something, you own it for 100 years. Now, obviously, you can keep that in your family by the wills and everything you set up as your stuff becomes more popular. Um, But the thing that I find interesting is the point that is, I don't believe they ever got me shots as far as the video game stuff. He got that from the YouTube channel that he built, which I think is at 3 million subscribers. Um, <clears throat> and apparently all the talent that have provided uh, content, most of them are released, but apparently they're standing firm with him until he gets paid more. And um, it's obviously their most popular YouTube channel outside of the WWE YouTube channel. Um, but it does help them branch out into different things. Because it is, I've never seen a piece of content from it, but I know they have the Up, Up, Down, Down champion, which I think is currently Mia Yim, a release talent. Um, and I just, I, I think it does help them branch out. So it helps both parties. The reason why I thought this was fascinating to talk about right now is because it just shows the greed of WFE. And it's funny because I had this conversation with someone just a few days ago. They're in a prominent position at a billion dollar, billion dollar conglomerate. And they had an interesting quote. And I thought about WWE immediately when I saw this article. The person said to me, if it's a company rule, we got to deal with it. We got to eat it. If it's a law we can work our way around it. When this person said that, I said, ooh, you're more scared of the company rules than the laws. All right, you know, but then I read this article and said, you know what, the, everything with the independent contractor talk and and I work in a field where, one of the fields I work in, I work in many fields, but one of the fields I work in deals with independent contractors. And when I, I, I because I'm so interested in this term, this independent contractor term, I read their contracts whenever the new contracts in, and when I see what they sign, sometimes I'm like, that's stupid. But then I see some of the freedoms they have. And I'm like, okay, that, that kind of balances it out. But on this, WWE will do one of two things. There's only two things to do. One of two things to do. Either you give this man more money, and then him and his friends continue to put content up, and make your lives easier because you don't actually have to, you know, do anything. Or you put someone else in charge of the channel, you make people hate you even more, <laughs> and then you essentially bury the channel because people will just unsubscribe. Even if they like the talent, it has nothing to do with who they put there. It could be, uh, who was one of who's put, it could be, I don't know. I'm trying to think of people. Matter of fact, make really fast. It can be. Ben Balor, whoever the fuck. Um, the point is, you can you can't just put anyone in that position because he is a part of that brand. He is a part of that up, up, down, down brand. And but I just think it goes to show how, unfortunately, they kind of. Um, I think they just don't get it, unfortunately. And I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon can make that happen. I, or I don't know who's in charge of Well, I think, isn't it John Laurinaitis? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure they can make it happen for more money. They, I'm, they, I'm sure they'll be all right. Um, 
But anyways, I just thought it was a fascinating talk uh, thing to talk about to start off the show. But this show is about Full Gear. This show is about the culmination of a two-year journey. This show is about dedication. This show, Full Gear, is about champions, championships. This show is about the future. And this show is about just the power of uh, persistence. Uh, and also just what a great time to be a freaking wrestling fan. Let's get into some All Elite Full Gear. So I'm going to give you the, the winners first. Then we're going to get into the things that I feel are worth the, talking about the most. So we do have CM Punk defeating Eddie Kingston. We do have Pac and Cody winning. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage winning. Brian Danielson is your new number one contender for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Lucha Brothers retain. MJF wins. Sheeta and Thunder Rosa win. The Inner Circle win. Hangman and Page is a new AEW champion. Britt Baker retains. So, let's get into the match between Brian Danielson and Miro. They continue to make him look amazing. He looks amazing. He has been winning in all different ways. He did a tornado DDT from the top rope on Miro, then locked in a, a, a essentially a, a, a front face sleeper, and Miro just went out. But it didn't hurt Miro because Miro didn't tap, you know. But it was just I thought it was a good match. Um, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage needed this win. Yeah, Dark Order defeated Super Click uh, two weeks ago, wherever it was. It was a goofy whatever match. But the Super Click have been beating Jurassic Express and Christian Cage at every given chance. Like, they needed to win this match. And I think more important coming out of this, Jungle Boy has to beat Adam Cole. Like, he has to beat him, you know? Um, I think that's what should be the next thing. Because that would be it's gonna be just a fun match to watch. Another fun match between them to watch. Um, MJF, I thought Darby was gonna win this. It doesn't matter who wins. They're both uh, MJF says pillars, and I truly believe um, it doesn't hurt them either way. I mean, I I I, I said MJF will be your next AEW World Champion after Hangman wins. So they're just going to continue, continue to build him. And you know, I'm, a, I'm a even going to make a bold prediction right now. I don't know how bold it is. But I've, I've noticed that every champion, the last two at least, it's only been four AEW champions. And one just started his title ring last night. But uh, Omega and Moxley have um, held the belt just under a year, right? I think MJF is going to be the first world champion in AEW history to hold a belt for over a year. Just to keep building that heat and building that heat until I think CM Punk's going to be him, but who knows. Anyways. Hangman Adam Page. To me, this story was... Um, it started with... I remember the first time... I heard the name Hangman Adam Page. In the Bullet Club. Looked alright. Nothing special to me. Didn't really get it. Then I remember 
when AEW started. And I said to myself, why is Hangman main eventing the first all out there at WrestleMania against Jericho? It's clear who's going to win, you know? And I remember in that match, Jericho kicked out of a buckshot Larry. And I think to myself, like, why did Jericho do that to his finishing move? <laughs> like, I just remember this, like, everything I kind of thought, I'd say it kind of was justified, and I didn't understand what was going on. And so, I just didn't get it. Fast forward. February 2020. Uh, the only AEW show I've ever gone to was in, uh, right out of Colorado, right out of Denver. It's still in Colorado, but it's like 20 minutes from Denver. Um, and so like when you go to these live events, as most of you know, when they go to most of these towns, like technically the town's called Westminster they were in, but they say Denver because no one knows what the fuck a Westminster is, right? So it's like a dog show. Um, but yeah. Um, I remember going to that show. I didn't stay for the main event. The main event actually was, this is when Jericho was still feuding with John Moxley, right before Moxley won the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And I remember vividly watching that show, and Hangman was just over. And this is, mind you, we're, we all know about COVID at this point. Um, he's still drinking beer from people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, no one knows what we're going to know just a month later. And I remember seeing myself, like, oh, I need to do some more research on this guy. This guy is over. Like, why don't I get him? He seems so basic. He seems, I don't, I've never liked true monsters, which is why Undertaker is not in my top 10 of my favorite. Because when you, when you have, when you have a monster, I've always felt like it's been one dimensional. Undertaker moved up my list because of the quality of matches he was able to have later on in his career. Because he was showing versatility. He was jumping over the top. I don't need a suicide dive every match. But him not just no-selling. To me, when you have monsters that just no-sell, it just doesn't do it. Like, that's why I never understood Braun Strowman. That's why I was... I was me and somebody uh, that I used to know um, my, in my Atlanta days, just a few years ago, this guy loved him some Braun Strowman. And he would say, man, he's going to be a world champion. I said, yeah, he's a big guy. I would hope he, that Vince is going to give him the world heavyweight championship. At some point in time. But I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. So, and I just, you know what? It's less about I didn't get it. I just don't like it. You know, it's, I just don't like, I've never liked it. You know, I just, I don't, I can't explain why. Maybe from growing up and being able to watch both WWE and WCW and slash NWA. Like, I was able to actually watch both because I lived all over my youth. So there were times when, because I'm from the South, there was times where I was getting WWE and then NWA, WCW. So I didn't just see one version of it. So the people who are WWE conditioned, they're just kind of like whatever. And that's also why, to me, it also helped me, be, helped me remain versatile during the Monday Night Wars. I knew what I liked already, so I knew what I wanted to watch. I knew I didn't like the main events of WCW, so I always watched the, the, the undercard. I know I didn't really care for too much of the undercard of WWE, so I watched the main events. So anyways, um, I just didn't get it. And I remember I went home, 
did some research, watched more of his stuff when he as he joined the Bullet Club, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I said, all right, I get it now. All right, I fully get it. I just think I was so I'm also a huge Chris Jericho fan. And I think I was so enamored with the fact that Jericho was helping this startup. And I love the Bucks. I love Omega. I love everything. I've, I've watched him. And I think I was so enamored with them with the fact that, wow, Jericho's getting another world title run. Something I think that, I don't know, like when, some of, when you're my favorite, I think you should, I always forget that one last run in he, And Jericho's never going to have a heavyweight championship in his life. But I think that was to me what I was thinking about. So it was less of me trying to understand him. I didn't want to understand him. I was like, no, you're an enemy right now. You know, being biased, obviously. Anyways, so then I started growing as with you guys, or the people who do like him. I'm sure there's other people who don't like Hangman, which is fine. You know, I don't care. But I remember started growing. at that point after I saw him in Westminster at that live Dynamite. I remember I left right before the main event because I uh, actually get anxiety really badly. It's a big part of the reason why I don't go to WrestleManias anymore. I just the last WrestleMania I went to. I was in Florida, the one with Roman Reigns and Undertaker main evented. And I remember I drove to that one. And just leaving. And, or just doing the show because it was so long. But just leaving, it was... I, I remember that's when I kind of pinpointed that I have anxiety really bad. And it just felt weird. And then I had the opportunity in February 20... Excuse me, January 2020 to go to my, to go to my first Royal Rumble... And I was telling this to Jonathan Nestor. I said, should I go? I finally have the money to go. I finally have the means to go. It's my favorite pay-per-view in all of wrestling. I had never been to one. And he said, you, you got to go. you know. And I did. Great time. Leaving, total fucking anxiety. So I decided, now obviously you got to stay for a Royal Rumble um, in the ending. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to rush with the cars. I was already in line for a long time. I said, and I'm not going to. Do that. I'm just gonna leave before the main event, and I watch the main event on YouTube or whatever. That's what I did. Still enjoyed the show. It was just something I had to do. You know, if I ever go to an all-out or major pay-per-view from AEW, I'll stay. Anyways, so I started watching. I started, but I stayed. But that was the very last thing I saw was him just in the crowd. So, anyways, I did my research. I got more, became more and more of a fan, and then you just see the story that they're still telling, and you get to full gear in 2020 and the Lemonair tournament Omega is now getting into his full form and I called this last year I said Omega is now due it's now the bill has come due it's Omega's time to be the man again and they started with that tournament and then he turned heel just a few weeks later won the, uh, the championship from John Moxley so now he was off to the running and Omega became the belt collector. Now the only championship he has is the AAA, which he will obviously lose to Andrade in a few weeks. Um, but it was Omega's time. He had to go back to being that guy. He was very selfless when he first started. Not even I think the Bucks were like the second World Tag Team Champions after defeating Omega and Hangman. Um, no, they were third. Excuse me. I don't even think they were that patient with the Bucks. Um, but they had to be patient with Omega. Omega knew it. Omega was just so giving. Um, anyways, you look at Hangman's journey. He gets kicked out of the Bullet Club. He loses his friends, his partners. Then the Dark Order, into the Dark Order, who that gimmick should have gone away with the passing of Brody Lee. 
and um they just kept him around and i'm so glad they did i'm i'm so glad they did because this was their journey as well and to me that moment for all of them mm, it, it was a good emotional moment good feel good moment like to me you just felt bad for the dark order when brody passed because you're like what are they gonna do with these poor bastards now all that great talent in there including NJ and, and and john silver etc cetera, etc cetera. so they begin to court ha- hangman and hangman's like i don't think i could do that i don't think i can do this again so he's turning him down every corner blah 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 and finally they have this one moment where he does embrace them he hugs them he brings them to them to come in they all hug and it's clear that they he's a, a a satellite member of the dark order and then as he starts to build his confidence and build the winds up he takes a back seat a quick back seat in june of this year when he surprisingly loses to brian cage i didn't see that coming so then that sets up their, their pay-per-view match which he gets his win back so that happened in may excuse me then now he's a number one contender now you're like all right he's gonna main event all out but then you start hearing rumors well, he's going to take time off to see the birth of his baby. Oh, God. Well, they, if he takes time off, he won't get the world title. Like, as a fan now, I'm just like, I'm completely in my head. Because now I'm just like, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what are they going to do? You know? So then he puts his title shot on the line. Despite the Dark Order saying, no, don't believe in us. <laughs> don't do this. Um, In a five-man elimination match, which he gets screwed out of. And off he goes to take time off christian may events all out which is a whole nother story which we're gonna get into next month when i do my top 10 AEW moments of the year uh christian will be on both wwe and all elite's list anyways um so then you have the Casino Battle Royale ladder match. And so I think everyone thought Hangman was coming back in this match, but we weren't sure. And then his music hits, the crowd fucking erupts. And it just feels like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger. This is the fucking time. No more delays. The story is ready to be told and ended the right way. And then just begun in some other ways. And in the bottom panel, it says, finally came back to work. <laughs> Hangman comes in, does a crazy bump on Pac through a table off the top of a ladder. He wins it, and then he begins this journey again. Now he's back to being number one contender. Now we know it's going to happen at full gear. He's been cutting great promos. That promo he had was just a humble promo. He said, you guys have believed in me, now I finally believe in myself, too. It's just... Nothing over the top, just being a human being and being relatable. Um, and then you have the moment where you, he approaches the Bucks, and he tells him, "I will end you if you get in, if you interfere in this," which plays a part in the main event of this show. And um, you get to the pay per view, you get to last night as I record this this Sunday, and you watch that main event. You see him hit one buckshot lariat, and you see. Matt, no, excuse me, it was Nick. He just looks at him. He, he it looks like Matt. It looks like Nick's about to interfere, but he doesn't. Then he goes to the other side. Omega's dazed. He looks at Matt. Matt looks at him. Just kind of shakes. Just 
essentially just nod his head. Like, do what you gotta do. They don't get involved. He hits one more. He pins Omega, fulfills his destiny, and becomes the AEW World Champion, his first world championship in his career. And it was obviously emotional for him. And he pulled Omega. Omega's still laying there, and he puts his hand on his chest. He's clearly thanking him. He's clearly um, just emotional. And Omega, obviously, obviously is going to be grateful to do that for his friend and to see the journey his friend went through. But it's fitting because I think it was, was it Excalibur that did that? I think it was Excalibur who, and I didn't, I forgot about this part of the story. If you remember the first all out between him and Jericho, the Bucks refused to be in this corner. That's because that was when the, the downfall of him and the Bullet Club was starting. But I, I completely forgot they for they didn't they refuse to be in this corner. And last night they essentially made right by being in this corner, even though Omega and them it, it, Omega's in the super click. Um what a moment. Then the Dark Order comes out, and of course the humidifier goes off, which is just a gimmick at this point when I record at home. Um and um Dark Order comes out and he weighs him down to the ring. They they try to hand him a beer. He throws it away. He just takes it and throws it and hugs him. But to me, the Dark Order had to be a part of this moment. They they were just as essential to this journey of him essentially losing his friends, not trusting people, not trusting himself, not believing in himself, not believing in other people, to them helping him get the confidence and him believing in himself again, to him believing in people again and what a moment for them even if they do nothing else but they will be known not just for as Brody Lee's uh, protégés but um, for this for being a part of this journey as well so for me congratulations to Hangman I am super thrilled um, but that's not all that happened I left this moment out for Cause I got when I saw it, cause I didn't watch this pay per view live, but when I saw it, I was like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Like I was literally out, and I can see who wins and loses. I don't give a shit, cause I'm still gonna watch it. But then all of a sudden, I just see on the news and notes, Jay Lethal asks for his ROH release and signed, and he is all fucking elite. Holy shit, that blew me! I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. I had just said a couple weeks ago on the R.H. show, I hope a lot of these talents get picked up. He is the first one to defect and get greener pastures. They obviously had a ton of respect for everything Jay Luther was. I said that Jay Luther is probably the greatest. Uh, he is Mr. R.O.H. And he's not the greatest R.O.H. champion. To me, that's Samoa Joe. But he's the greatest ROH wrestler. He's the most important for everything he did in that company. So obviously they have enough respect for him to grant him his release. But I saw that Jay Lethal turned down many WWE offers from the things that Meltzer and other Wade Keller have said in the past. Um, he at one point in time was was a very talented guy with Impact. And I actually didn't know this part of his story until I heard someone else say it. But... Um, Apparently, he fell out of favor with Impact and got released. And I never knew that part of his story. 
I never knew. So so fascinating. But to see him get the chance, this will be the biggest stage he's ever been on. And I know he's not going to be a world champion. I know he's already challenging Tammy Guevara for the TNT championship. He may win that belt someday down the road. He, I don't think he's winning it this week. But either way, I'm excited that he's there. Just to get just some, some more eyeballs can appreciate what he is. He's he's lost a, a, a step, you know. He's been in the industry for 20 years, for God's sakes. But he, I'm still such a huge Jay Lethal fan. I'm just, as you guys know. And you know what? It's funny when I saw, I started looking for that picture I took of him with him a couple years, a few years ago. Can't find it, of course. Anyways, for me, it's just like wow, like to see that. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I'm sure he'll be on a lot of dark and elevation, but the chance that he'll have to mingle with CM Punk, with Brian Danielson, with Omega, with Hangman with Sammy Guevara, you know, is just uh, really, really super cool. So much respect to Mr. Jay Lethal. Hopefully one day I can get him on the show. I actually have reached out to Jay Lethal. I'll let you guys know this big punt. Uh, but me and my manager actually reached out to Jay Lethal to try to get an interview. It makes sense why we never heard back now because he was too busy signing a new deal. So I'll take that. Anyways, guys, that is your Monday show. This Wednesday, we will get into Eternals and the Morbius trailer. Um, a week late, but still, um, it's there. Um, and we and actually, I have record, I have had people ask me when I'm going to drop the Blacklist series. I have two episodes in. I will probably drop it not this Wednesday, obviously. It will be the following Wednesday. Um, but then we will have to take a hi- hiatus because we will then have six weeks. Uh, well... I have not decided what I'm going to do. I'm, if I'm going to do the series by Hawkeye series as a whole, or if I'm going to do it by, by episode. So stay tuned for that. Like, follow, subscribe. You guys know what it's saying. I am the Slow Chemical. This is the Monday show. That is a full gear review. We're out. <laughs>